You are listening to Cyber Society, an Internet Herald show. Hello, folks. Welcome to the pilot episode of Cyber Society, the show in which we discuss recent news regarding cybersecurity, we analyze cyber attacks, and interview professionals in the industry. I'm your host, Zaid Omar. Just a little bit about me. I've always been fascinated with working with technology from a very young age, and the aspect of cybersecurity has always intrigued me the most. I started the show in hopes of giving beginners and people just interested even in an aspect of the field an insight into how it impacts our everyday lives on our phones, our computers, and other forms of technology. Most of our society is run on the internet nowadays. Think about it. Jobs, businesses, educational platforms, among many other, are all being run on the global internet. As a result of our ever-changing society involving technology, security should be a top priority. Just like a bank robber or crook, malicious hackers are no different. What makes many crackers so dangerous is their knowledge of how to avoid detection and hide their identity, which just adds to the importance of cybersecurity, as it makes the intruder much harder to trace compared to other criminals. Cybersecurity concepts are not only important for people trying to find a job in the field, but everyone using the internet and any form of technology. Anyone can be a victim as long as they have an identity, a credit card number, or even a few bucks in the bank. During this time of pandemic, there has been a dramatic increase in the number of jobs be- transitioning into a remote stage. According to a Forbes article written by Garrett Gunderson, there has been a 300% increase in phishing attacks during the past several months of quarantine and coronavirus regulations. The most common methods of attacks are through emails and browsing the internet. So exercise caution when performing these actions and make sure to have the proper antivirus software at the least. There has been an increase in cyber attacks. One of the most major attacks most recently targeted U.S. government facilities. A major supply chain attack occurred to SolarWinds, a company that produces a network and applications monitoring platform called Orion. Orion is a software used by 300,000 clients, including the 425 of the U.S. Fortune 500, the top 10 U.S. telecommunication companies, top 5 U.S. accounting firms, all branches of the U.S. military, the Pentagon, the State Department, as well as hundreds of universities and colleges worldwide, uh, as revealed by CSO writer Lucien Constantine. The attack occurred through a trojanized component added to the latest update of the Orion business layer. This has allowed for a backdoor for attackers and individuals seeking sensitive information, especially considering there is now access to classified information such as the Pentagon Papers at risk. We asked a special guest to come on the show and to clarify, explain more about this attack, what impact it has had on the victims. Today, we are joined by Samir Omar, an expert in the cybersecurity field and CEO of Virtuport, a company based in the United Arab Emirates. The company specializes in cybersecurity advising, solutions, and thoughtful thought leadership. Mr. Omar has two decades of experience, is still learning about different methods of cyber attacks that seem to be ever-growing. 
The employees of Virtuport are studying this attack, among many others, to help mitigate against similar attacks in the future. Hello, Mr. Omar. Could you please explain to people who are unaware, what is a supply chain attack in most basic terms? Thank you for having me on your show. So, you know, let's look at it from a basic perspective and take the grocery store as an example and look at the grocery store's supply chain. If we look at the source of the grocery store supply chain, it really starts off with the farmers and the farming of the harvests and the crops, as well as the raising of livestock animals to be later sold down the supply chain. So when we move from the farmers to the second level of the supply chain, the farmers usually truck their uh, their farming uh, investment, whether it's livestock or crops, to a warehouse. And from the warehouse, the warehouse then sends the items that were going to be delivered to the grocery store to a wholesaler. The wholesaler will then send the items to the distributor. The distributor will then send the items to the grocery store. So in, in simplest terms, from the farmer to the uh, trucking to the warehouse to the distributor all the way to the shelves of the grocery store, that's the supply chain of a grocery store. In information technology, in this particular case, the third-party company is a cybersecurity company, network monitoring company, that provides software to banks, telecommunications companies, universities, and some government websites to provide software services of monitoring, among other things. So in this particular case, the supply chain was solar winds and they being the third party were somehow uh, infiltrated by a a third party state sponsored um, um, you know agency that came in and put a trojan in their software so what happened was somebody had come in a state sponsored uh, agency had come in and put a Trojan in their software. And what happened was all their customers that are running their software downloaded their software and installed it in their environment. So it would be like in another simple way, you on your iPhone or Droid downloading the latest iOS or the latest Droid OS and it already coming with a malware installed in the actual OS operating system itself, which would mean that you've downloaded from your supply chain a malware directly from the third party. I think what made this attack so dangerous is that Orion is generally trusted, uh, especially among these like high facilities, you know, the US government, for example. So you know, if you, you know, with the, the source being so trusted, you don't expect an attack like this to occur. Do you believe this type of attack will increase during this time of pandemic, especially considering many jobs are continuing to be remote and online or becoming remote and online?
Or just, I think, unfortunately, the success of this attack is going to, um, is going to really get the, unfortunately, the, the other people to see that they may be able to have success like this. I don't think it's as common as other attacks we've seen. Uh, this one was a sophisticated attack. Many attacks are very unsophisticated and can result in the same type of penetration, which really has to do with similar attacks like phishing email scams and bad URL links that you may click from a social media website. So I, I think the, the, in your comment about remote work, absolutely the the fact that more people are not working behind enterprise security systems in the office and now are working from home behind their home router there's a big difference between uh, the security layers that you have on your home router and those of your enterprise uh, software solutions and defense in depth that you would have in the office a workspace so yes definitely there's going to be uh, more attacks and we've seen that in the past 12 months also it's important to note that the, there's a, there isn't a central security system when there is you know remote work at, you know an employee employee's wi-fi could be weak and that could just be a small vulnerability that could lead to a major loss in a company now um you know with an attack as big as this that gives uh, you know the attacker a lot of control. What could be the result of an intrusion like this? Especially since it's you know you think about um, the U.S. Department of Treasury, the U.S. military. What's at stake here? Well, you know the the, the goal always for the adversary or the um, intruder or the hacker is to take uh, data and and data today is sometimes more valuable than gold or it sometimes can even be priceless. Uh, things like trade secrets, intellectual property, um, it could be banking information, it could be personal identifiable uh, information. There's a, a lot at stake here. I think always anytime you have an adversary come and get inside a network and take critical data items, sensitive data items, um, that there is a risk of losing um, you know, valuable information. And that information is, could be broad and it could be wide depending on what really the adversary was looking for. And especially with, a, you, you mentioned something that was interesting, um, especially with a sophisticated attack like this, there are plenty that aren't sophisticated that could also impact, you know, um, the top players, you know, U.S. government, private companies. You think of phishing emails, the 300% increase, that's a dramatic increase. And it's as simple as sending an email, you know, maybe offering somebody a job or, you know, uh, free scholarship money. It, it, it could be anything. And the thing is, there's always going to be victims and people who fall prey to these. That's why it's so important to learn about just general cybersecurity concepts. 
And I like that you, when I mentioned the supply chain attack, you, you, you pretty much gave a generalized concept rather than just a technical definition. Because people who are trying to get into this field get scared off by these technical definitions. And I feel like just understanding the whole picture, and even an example like you were mentioning with the grocery store, is so crucial. Especially for somebody who wants to get into the field, you know, you can't just read from a textbook and expect to understand the information 110%. For me, what I find value in is watching YouTube videos or something that appeals to the eye. You know, um, many people like to see, you know, you know um, maybe um, a cartoon or, a, you know, a visual demonstration of how exactly cybersecurity is so crucial in our society or how dangerous, you know, a malware attack can be. So what would you say to people that are, you know, uh, dealing with a current economic crisis and job loss in the service industry, such as hotels, restaurants, etc., or someone trying to find just a new career path? What is the opportunity in cybersecurity? I want to get your take on it. That's a great question, Zaid. So uh, you're absolutely right. There's been uh, a lot of economic challenges in the past uh, year for a, a lot of different industries. And what a great opportunity for people who have suffered those challenges to reinvent themselves. I think a lot of people have the challenge of looking at information technology and cybersecurity, and they see it as if it's rocket science. And the reality is, it's not rocket science. I think the other challenge that people have is they think that information technology or cybersecurity means that you have to sit in front of a monitor for eight hours a day and type a whole bunch of code. And that's farthest from the truth. There are so many different layers and positions between information technology and cybersecurity where it's really people interactive, it's very dynamic, it's very um, conceptual, it's very uh, administrative. You don't have to be a super technology software developer um, to be penetrate this new market. So the opportunity for one to really reinvent themselves is, is, is really first in the mindset. Uh, you know, some of the great people I've worked with in the past, your attitude is determining your altitude or your altitude determines your or your attitude determines your altitude. So it's all about the mindset. It's all about the attitude. It's all about seeing that this new information, this new opportunity. I'll tell you what, Zay, there are 3.2 million job openings in 2021. That is incredible. There are literally millions of job openings in 2021 that people could be capitalizing on. And the information, free information, and the free learning that's out there today for people to reinvest in themselves and reinvent themselves is never seen before. Before, you had to used to spend $3,000 to go to cybersecurity training for five days. Today, you could get the equivalent training of those five days for free on 
a very good website you mentioned or, 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 or a channel is the YouTube channel. There's a plethora of cybersecurity free training online today. So again, it's all about the attitude. The people who have suffered the most, it's difficult to transition yourself. But if you have the willingness to learn, you will earn and you will earn a new living. But you have to have an open mind frame, open mindset, and be willing to invest in yourself and invest in the time. A lot of people waste time, let me just be frank out there, uh, and be direct, maybe browsing Facebook, or finishing every show on Netflix, or out there just wasting their time playing games. If they would have invested the same time that they put on those three platforms, they would have changed their lives in the last 12 months. So it's about abundance, mind frame, and not lacking mindset. Thank you for that. Um, and I, I totally agree with you. Time is money, especially with you. You could do something as simple as buy a cheap textbook of just the general concepts and just grasp the overall you know, um, just the overall definition, just understand where it, it applies in the industry. And if you just invest just a little bit of time over that time, over, uh, you know, a long period of time, that time will be very valuable. And the information you gather during that time will be very valuable. Guys, you do not need an expensive course. They will, a lot of advertisements will fool you saying that you need this course to get into cybersecurity. I think on I think the opposite. I think that you should invest in YouTube videos, reading articles. I found great interest in just, you know, searching up articles about different attacks. Maybe attack really intrigues me. You know, just the method of how it just got into the computer system to begin with is just fascinating. So thank you, Mr. Omar, for coming on my show. And by the way, he is my dad. <laughs> And uh, any last words you want to say to the audience regarding, you know, this industry? Well, first of all, thank you, Zaid. I'm very happy to see that you've taken the initiative to learn something new. Uh, learning is earning and, and being passionate about learning is very critical. And, you know, I look at it as this is fun because it's like playing cops and robbers, right? Where you're trying to capture the bad guys. You're trying to help your country stay safe. You're helping uh, businesses stay safe and secure. You're helping uh, people who may be doing bad things on the internet uh, be uh, you know, caught and found and brought to justice. So it really is bad guys versus good guys and cops versus robbers, and you really get to have the opportunity to have an impact on society and do something really good. And so, uh, you know, enjoy sh the podcast like this. this is a great opportunity for people to learn a lot in a short amount of time. And there's a library of information out there. Reinvent yourself, stay positive, get away from anybody who's negative, and be uh, feel the sense of abundance and really move towards those with the same successful mindset as you. 
uh, and find people who are willing to share in this networking opportunity, share in this knowledge transfer, share in this learning exercise, um, and really take the opportunity to change your life and move forward and always be growing. Tuning in, and just to leave on a final note, on my note, um, it's it just common sense, guys. The concepts make a lot of sense once you really grasp like how they would play in real life, like in the real life world. You know, just translate that to the more technical world. Thank you guys for tuning in, and have a great day. Oh.